Hello there. You're listening to the Watson's Daily Podcast with me, Peter Watson, on Thursday, the 24th of February. Today, I'm joined by Julia Pritroska, who is a Watson's Daily Ambassador. Hi there, Julia. How are you today? I am all right. It's been a long and difficult day, but yeah. getting there. How are you? Yes, yeah. Uh, not, you know, not bad. Um, but obviously today um, is a sad day. Um, and we are going to be talking about um, you uh, that uh, uh, Russia invading Ukraine. Um, now, I will say, start straight from the off, that... Um, you know, this podcast is is concentrating on purely commercial and or commercial economic financial markets related uh, news and how the new, you know, how you know what's going on in those kind of areas. Um, and so, I just wanted to say that obviously, from a humanitarian point of view, um, I think this is a terrible situation. It's desperately sad. We've seen lots of um, photos and things of you know, old women, young women, and, uh, you know, getting trained by soldiers and how to shoot rifles and, you know, how to do all this, uh, how to use rifles, you know, all this kind of stuff. It's terribly sad. So just wanted to say, for first of all, I'm not trying to be cold hearted, but, you know, I'm just saying that obviously we acknowledge that this is a terrible situation and a lot of sympathy will go out from us to, to um, uh, everyone who's affected by this. Uh, that said, um, you know, we've got to move on to look at the economic business side of this. Um, and so, I mean, what are your thoughts, Julia? Because obviously you you actually hail from Poland. Yeah, so uh, for me, it's a difficult subject. I'm not going to, it's really difficult now to focus on purely just economic aspect of this, because it's just mm. like this one is a little bit too close to home, let's just yes. say. Um, but I have to admit, it, it's it's going to have a huge impact because Poland is the first, let's say, country on the front line there that's actually an EU country. So for the past uh, two or three weeks, every day when I was watching my Polish news, I could just like see another like um, information about US Army deploying air soldiers or um, today uh, you saw the images of people trying to flee Kiev and they're going to go to Poland. So I just can see that we're going to have a problem now with allocating these people and going to have a refugee problem that's mm. going to uh, then obviously um, cause some financial impacts. And Poland has already been struggling a lot um, because of pandemic and um, not receiving EU grants because of problems with our rule of all. But that's another completely <laughs> different topic. Mm. Mm. But I just can see how this is going to turn into one big chaos and... Um, Mostly, it's going to cause the financial struggles to people who are already struggling. And, for example, like, you know, when refugees flee to Germany, Germany mm. has a great um, program to just say to support them, to give them some kind of money to kickstart. We don't mm. have this kind of financials. We cannot help them uh, in any any way to just like, you know, give them some space to live or just like something to kickstart. We don't yeah. have this sort of uh, stuff. So we either going to have to ask for grants or ask for help from other countries to mm. help these refugees or then going to have to take another debt which going to cause yet uh, another like inflation rises mm. and um, just a big big financial problem 
Mm. No, indeed. I mean, I, you know, I think this this is going to obviously for the for the short term, um, this is going to have some very detrimental effects to businesses around the world, um, because um, because of the uncertainty um, that this, you know, that that, that this that this will, um, um, you know, that this entails. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, always so when I look back on the say, you know, the point when I was a, a stockbroker. We ought to constantly be trying to think who is going to do well from this situation, who is not going to do well from this situation, um, because this is the thing. I mean, obviously, the the uh, the, the general media looks at looks at um, things from a from a, a certain point of view, um, but um, but I would say, for instance, the, the result of this uncertainty is going to cause, um, well, has already caused um, a commodity prices to rise. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I just saw just before we came on air that um, uh, oil prices has gone to, not only have they gone through uh, $100 a barrel, they've gone through to um, $105 um, a barrel. So they, they touched those kinds of levels. Uh, and I think that um, what with this, Plus the um, you know the, the recent rise of um, commodity prices. Anyway, those are going to continue. Uh, they are going to continue to be strong and or rise as well. Um, I mean, gold price is rising. So again, this is a classic thing. So when um, when you have wars, conflicts, etc., uh, oil prices tend to rise. Gold pr- prices tend to rise. Um, and, um, you know, because there's people sort of, uh, there's, as they say, a flight to quality in terms of assets. Interestingly, mm-hmm. um, I mean, Bitcoin is right down, um, on, on here now, you know, Bitcoin in the past, some people have suggested that this is a safe haven asset like gold, but actually, I mean, it's really, it's getting absolutely mullered um, at the moment. So, um, I mean, maybe that, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe there's there's some connection there. But my point is, is that gold is going up, but um, Bitcoin is going down. So um, maybe that weakens the argument that Bitcoin is seen to be a safe haven asset. But anyway, um, I think that um, this is a, you know, this is a tricky situation. On the plus side, the the um, uh, countries that uh, produce a lot of commodities will probably do well from this. For example, I did see there was a there was a news report um, earlier on today which talked about um, South Africa, uh, you know, this current conflict being beneficial to South Africa because mm-hmm. of the commodities they provide, um, and that will, it will help them to get out of their massive debt crisis at the moment. So, I mean. There's that. Um, so any country that that has a, a big commodities industry, so I mean South Africa, Australia, uh, Brazil, you know those kinds of places will will probably do well from this as an indirect, you know, as an indirect thing. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in terms of other things, though, um, it's it is difficult to tell because it does depend on the specifics of the. Um, uh, the uh, sanctions that they're going to bring in. So, for instance, if it's a case of cutting um, off, you know, assets of French, uh, of um, of Russian banks and things, um, that's sort of doable. But I don't know how much 
impact that's that's going to re- that's going to really have so it depends how they do it and who they do it to mm-hmm. um and then uh, and i also wonder whether this will take the edge off for instance the top ends of real estate in the uk because it's rich russian oligarchs and things who can afford to you know buy a buy a, you know an apartment in one hyde park or something for 40 million quid um so <laughs> uh so you know i mean i would imagine it might it might take it might take a um slight a, yeah slight edge of that. exactly so i mean it will take one a group of percent of buyers of ridiculously expensive property out of the market at least for the short term but other than that like i say it's difficult to tell because there's uh you know there, there, there's it depends on the specifics mm-hmm. and how they're brought in but do you think any any other do you see any other areas or do you have any other thoughts on this i think either way um house calls gonna get affected by this because if everything's gonna rise just think about the like germany i believe yesterday they said no to Nord Stream too. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's just gonna, uh, you know, put gas prices yet again uh, mm-hmm. up higher when we already mm-hmm. are struggling and mm-hmm. um, all of the, you know, utility bills are just rising. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this is also gonna stop the post-pandemic growth because people yeah. will be now afraid of all this spending that we saw um, after Christmas and around Christmas time, everyone was suddenly like, oh, coronavirus yeah. is end. We can now just like spend all this money that we managed to save up to just mm. feel a little bit better. Mm-hmm. I don't think people are going to be doing this now. I think mm. everyone's going to try to put this money aside because no one knows how how bad it can go or no. if it's going to affect them directly at some point. Exactly. So everyone's going to just like hold on to their um safe investments or just any mm. kind of money they have um yeah. laying around yeah um and the other thing is just as well i don't think it's gonna it it can affect in some way the travel industry because already a lot of um you know operators they had to like stop the flights to to ukraine for mm. obvious reasons and mm-hmm. um i think some of them are stopping as well to russia mm-hmm. uh but I just feel like, you know, in these moments when um, when it's so unpredictable, people will kind of want to go on holidays to just mm. stop thinking about it. But at the same time, if this conflict goes, um, like blows up a little bit even more, then mm. I wouldn't want to go on holiday to some other country and then worry about how I'm going to get back to, to home to spend time with my family if anything mm. happens. So I think mm. it can have some side effect on mm. travel industry as well. I mean, I think if anything, you know, uh, I, I think this strengthens the argument, although for different reasons, um, of actually staycation related uh, companies and yeah. things to do well, because people think, um, should I should I go to Europe for holiday? And you might they might think, well, I don't know, we don't know what's going to happen. Maybe it'll be all right, but I'll just stay at home. We'll stay at home because it's too expensive to go. We don't know what the you know this this conflict, the effect this conflict is going to have, you know, all that kind of stuff. So they might think, well, actually, let's just go either a camping or whatever, you know, yeah. in 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 the UK, um, or you know, uh, theme parks, stuff like that, you know, probably. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think that there's that there's there's that element there. Um, so um, so yeah, I mean. 
other also i would say that i did a tiktok um today not showing off i'm just saying uh <laughs> um did a tiktok today um sort of trying to answer the question um you know the U- ukraine invasion is it uh, genius or madness uh and i think that you know from a very specifically strategic point of view and taking the humanitarian bit out of it all i would say that it is a, a very good move from so i'm not endorsing it i'm just yeah. saying that you know it's a very good move from um from putin because he you know, he has wanted for a long time to stop nato from growing he's picked his moments when biden is really weak europe is fragmented uk is pretty weak as well um and uh you know and commodity prices are really high plus he's got the added benefit of um china being treated um you know pretty host- in a pretty hostile way by many you know a lot of the world especially in the wake of that whole sort of 5g rollout and huawei and america basically telling everyone not to use huawei so you know it's got so it's got an, a big ally and all, all these other things they're all they're all they've all the stars have all a lot plus of course you've got putin who is in for the next 26 years or whatever because exactly. he changed the law so he doesn't have to worry about and he has in my mind he doesn't have to worry about anything and everything to me appears to have aligned to help him achieve what would have been very difficult to achieve even just a few years ago especially when the um the the oil price was quite low so so you know from that point of view he's chosen the best moment yeah definitely you can say that he played his cards really well and unfortunately he has the bargaining position here yeah so it all depends like uh, from him you can see that i i do believe he thought um you know eu uh, was more fragmented mm. than it actually is because um i think he did not expect them mm-hmm. to like get together as well like uh, us so quickly you know deploying all of their soldiers closer mm. to, closer to here mm. um but I still think he definitely picked the the, the timing was right. Let's just mm. say that. Yeah. Uh, as much as I hate to say, it, the timing was right. Mm. Indeed. Now, the other thing I wanted to say in this podcast as well is, and this is just a theory, okay, is that I actually think that China could be the deciding factor in this whole thing. Um, so, if you if you think that, so re- most recently. Um, Russia and China have had talks and Russia, uh, sorry, China has said that it supports Russia in the whole, you know, not wanting to expand NATO thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I think um, that it may be that China could be a kingmaker here because what it could do, I don't, I'm not saying it will, but what it could do is it could go to America and say, Listen, guys, um, you've been not very nice to us for the last few, you know, basically since Donald Trump um, came in. Um, you've you've really decimated our sort of 5G kind of capability in the sense that you've blacklisted um, Huawei and other companies and things. Um, we are going to support our uh, ideological, um, uh, you know, neighbour um, unless you give us reasons 
not to do so. So in other words, China, I, th- I wonder whether China could try to use this situation to extract um, a benefits um, from negotiations with, say, the US and Europe, for instance, mm-hmm. um, that it wouldn't have got otherwise in order to shut down um, the buffer that Russia has. Because this is, this is the thing. Everyone is saying that, um, <clears throat> that, that actually all these, a lot of these, um, uh, or any sort of potential economic sanctions will have limited impact if China decides to take up the slack. So, for instance, if everyone says, right, we're not buying oil from Russia, then China says, okay, we'll buy all your oil, or we'll buy all your oil then. Sorry, mm-hmm. that was more difficult than I thought to <laughs> say. But uh, um, so, you know, we'll, we will do that and we will do this. We will be your bank. We will do this. So if China decides to stop that, that would, I think that would hurt Russia. And then that might bring a quick, uh, a, 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 a quicker end to this entire situation if they decide to get involved now whether they will or not i don't know i would Mm -hmm. have thought they won't but you never know because this thing if you know if china plays it right they could actually win win some pretty major um you know concessions from this because they know that actually it could be within their power to stop all this but that's just it. It's just I mean, I am just merely speculating on this. Uh, it's, and and off, I, you know, I always try to think of things other, you know, different things or thing. I'd like to think about these things in maybe a different way. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so um, apart from that, uh, I think I mean, I suppose we've got to just um, we'll, we'll probably try and. Yeah, I mean, there's so much to say. This is a fluid situation. It is continuing. So, you know, there's only so much we can say. I mean, I'm sure we'll refer back to it. And I'm sure on the weekly podcast, Ralph and I will be talking about this as well. Um, but, um, but yeah. So, now, that is obviously a... This podcast has unfortunately been a massive downer, right? So, you know, I'm I'm very, uh, you know, I I I know this is not this is not what I want it to be, but I mean, clearly the subject matter is very serious. So, just so that we finish on a slightly more upbeat note, um, Julia, you've got something to say about today, haven't you? It's a spe- it's a specific day, isn't it? What's it called? I mean, today is a very um, special day in Poland. Yes. And um, Dramlor, it is actually. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's yeah. actually called um, Fat Thursday. And yes, Fat you heard Thursday. that. Yeah, you heard that right. It's a Fat yeah. Thursday. In yeah. a literal translation, but in Polish, it has the same basically yeah. uh, impact, yeah. let's just say. Okay. So, to all our listeners, today is your day to eat a donut and don't feel guilty about it that's yes. i think the best description of that day is obviously uh, rooted in some christian traditions with uh, that are connected to easter and um, mm-hmm. the beginning of lent so it's like the last yeah. day when you can actually celebrate and yeah. eat as many donuts as you want and uh, <laughs> my grandma was always saying the more donuts you eat the bigger luck you're gonna have in the next oh. year so this is your chance to like you know maybe flip the table with something well, well julia i mean I mean, this is this sounds like eminently sensible um, advice. 
I mean, um, of course, and, and it's my know, grandma saying this, so obviously well, we have to listen. Of course, well, of course you do. I mean, you know, yeah, it's it's like the law, isn't it? I mean, you have to you have to listen to advice like that. Yeah. Um, so um, so yeah, no, that's that's that is that is very interesting. And I, I was just going to quickly say, you know, uh, many years ago, I, I went to when I went to Japan, I used to go there a lot on you know business trips and stuff. And I do remember they opened Krispy Kreme um, donut shop in Shinjuku. So Shinjuku is an extremely busy part of Tokyo. Um, and they opened this shop there. And I remember that, uh, you know, I walked past and there were there were queues outside like you would see at a, at a theme park, um, you know, lines and ropes and, and things. And there were little signs saying, you know, queue from here it takes 30 minutes and all that kind of stuff. I was absolutely amazed because I thought, God, it's just Krispy Kreme. Um, you know, I could get those at Liverpool Street Station or whatever. So, you know, um, but um, yeah, Krispy Kremes. And what was even more amazing is that there were lots of young women in the queues and they had suitcases and what had been happening was people in the offices um would send their juniors out with their suitcases <laughs> to go to Krispy Kreme and just basically fill their uh, uh brief uh, sort of suitcases with donuts to take back to the office so that's what they used to do I thought it was absolutely bizarre but it is my probably my uh, one of two donut stories that i have in my repertoire nice. uh, but i don't think it, no one's ready for the other which is all a very innocent story um, about <laughs> uh, about donuts but anyway um so anyway so there you go so i thought we could do that we thought we'd leave you on a bit of a high um but obviously it is a very a very sad day today but but there you go but thank you so much julia um for uh, for your thoughts today uh yeah because it's a it's a tough tough day yeah thank you no problem and uh thank you very much to listeners for listening thank you for supporting and uh you know as we say go and eat donuts you know that's that's the thing and actually i would personally recommend if you happen to be going to mns um uh, uh yum yums they are good Oh, wow. anyway right there you go <laughs> thank you very much indeed have a great day and we'll be back again tomorrow many thanks Bye. Thank you. Bye.